Hello and welcome to The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Vetrano, here every week to break down all the things happening in pop culture and interviewing the people that make it pop. I'm so excited about my guest today. She started her career at 15 when she became one-fifth of one of the best-selling girl groups of all time, Fifth Harmony. With well-known hits like Work From Home, Worth It, and Sledgehammer, together the group released three full-length albums, sold over 33 million records, and won multiple awards, including four MTV Video Music Awards, 10 Teen Choice Awards, and an American Music Award. On her own, she's worked with Daddy Yankee, French Montana, and Ty Dolla Sign. She was also nominated for Best Solo Breakout at the 2019 iHeartRadio Music Awards and is now preparing for the release of her new single, Yeah Yeah, and an exciting new project that will reintroduce her millions of fans to the artist she's always aspired to be. I can't wait to chat more with her, so please welcome to The Gist, Dinah Jane. Hey, Dinah. Hey. Wow, what an introduction. (laughs) Okay, Chris, where did I put the tip jar? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you've done it. You've lived a lot of life since you've been 15 and done so many things. I'm such a fan. I followed you uh, back in the day on X Factor. I saw your uh, uh, the uh, inner or the uh, introduction of you, and then obviously the group. Um, and so, it's a real honor to have you today. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you've been on this journey with me all along. Little did I, I know. I have. I have. And, you know, I want to go back because I know that, you know, you're having a bit of a rebirth, but in order mm-hmm. to kind of start from the beginning, you know, 15 years old, I mean, I can't imagine what that must have been like going on this huge show. I mean, you've got Demi Lovato and Simon Cowell and Britney Spears sitting in front of you and you're auditioning for them with this talent that you've been doing. You've been, you were singing at this point since you were four years old in church. But what was it like to sort of like be thrust into that and into America's homes? I didn't know what to expect and I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, Mind you, this was my second try for X Factor. Mm -hmm. The first year I went, I was 13 going to 14. Um, I was in the long lines and missing school trying to, you know, just get a shot. Um, So I got the no. And then I, my mom encouraged me to go back. She's like, just try one last time. I just think of like, what are the odds? If I didn't go back, uh, I wouldn't be in the place that I am now. Sometimes when there's a no, it's just, you got to work on yourself and, you know, give yourself that confidence, that boost to try again, to get up yeah. and try again. So I'm glad I had the support system that I had at the time to get me back out there and believe in myself to step on a stage such such as that. Um, performing in front of the greatest judges of all time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it was a it was really uh, scary. I will say because I was auditioning as a solo artist. Mm-hmm. At first, I was okay with performing, but I just knew a part of me was so shy, and I really have a backbone to just be amongst the others. Mm-hmm. Until uh, they called us back and they said, "You're going to be in a girl group." I was like, "Oh my gosh, really?" <laughs> um, the crazy part was that I already knew these girls prior to them throwing us into the group. Throwing that was really aggressive word. Um, <laughs> putting us in the girl group, <laughs> and um, I think it was just all in God's timing. I think He knew that we needed each other mm-hmm. at such a critical time. You know, when you're teenagers trying to figure yourself out, um, running. I mean being in the eye of the public and um, just learning to grow up 
in that type of spotlight was really uh, scary, but I'm grateful for the friendship and the chemistry I had with the girls to get us going through. Um, it's it was it's such a beautiful journey. Whenever I reflect on it, when people want to revive that time, I'm like, wow, we were all so young, just trying to figure out this industry, and um, it was just all in his timing of figuring this out together. And who would have thought that we'd become the biggest girl group of all time? <laughs> One yeah. of the biggest girl groups of all time. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing, and you know, you were th- as you said thrown together. Um, you guys were sort of placed together to be this group and you guys went through an evolution on the show. Um, initially you had like a couple of different names and then ultimately the public got to vote and, um, and call you Fifth Harmony, which we now obviously know as, as you mentioned, one of the biggest. Mind you, we were not proud of that name. We were just like, (laughs) come on America. Is there anything else? Like, give us a difference. (laughs) Like, it's so obvious. Um, I mean, the America chose the name and we had the best mentor. We had Simon Cowell as our yeah. mentor. So um, it was such a beautiful time. Right after X Factor, we were then uh, with both labels, Epic and Psycho. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so being from both um, legendary labels, you're amongst like the best of the best artists and the best of the best who have broken out every other great artist there so it was just like chilling we're just fangirling all the time and just like oh my gosh this is real this is our lifestyle like (laughs) this is awesome but there was a lot of hard work that had to come with it yeah and it wasn't just always um pretty yeah there was a lot of sweat and tears i had to go into this if we wanted to keep going as a group um i mean it was just so hard at the time but coming across your favorite artist and them giving you advice through it all was just uh, comforting too and assuring like you're in the right place at the right time and you're doing just fine. Yeah, I bet. And I mean, you mentioned it. It's like, you know, you guys, uh, you guys on the show came together. You ended up placing third on the series. And then it was like, I think a lot of people think Fifth Harmony was on X Factor and then all of a sudden, you know, it was like work from home came out or, you know, worth (laughs) it, like was like at the top of the charts. And uh, but it wasn't that. I mean, you guys really still had to prove yourself and put in a lot of work. You did a lot of like the covers and you did a lot of like building audiences outside of the show. And that was, I think that's a misconception because back in that time, you know, people were going on those reality shows and coming out with like a full career just sort of handed to them. You guys still had to work. Was mm-hmm. there ever a point though at the end of the show that you th- guys thought about not pursuing the group um, and then going back to sort of your original plans of being solo at the time. I think I can only speak for myself. I feel like every girl has their own perspective of the situation, but I want to say from my eyes, I don't think there was ever a time where we wanted to give up. It was more so um, the manufactured team that was around us that didn't, that was just hustling us. Yeah. Um, wasn't in our best interest, I would say. I mean, we were teenagers, really young, working overtime hours. Yeah. I mean, I remember we were shooting me and my girls, one of our first little, I want to say kids bop era. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were doing that music video going straight into Miss Moving On. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was just uh, two videos, music videos back to back. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's like no sleep. Like, mm-hmm. is there a rule for us? Like, we're only 15, 16, and if oh. we... We didn't know what we were signing ourselves up for, but um, there was a lot of 
hard work, hard labor that went into this, but we had our parents involved, which is really good. They kept us sane. They kept us unified. Um, so yeah, I don't think there was a moment where we wanted to quit um, on the group. It was more so what was around us that made us like not want to pursue it, if that makes sense. I mean, we, we, had, we understood the control, I mean, the power that we had yeah. as a girl group and the image that we had and the noise we were making, but it was just unfortunate, the teams that we were handed yeah. at the time. And you knew that in the moment, or you know that in retrospect now? We we knew that in the moment. You did. Um, but I feel like our music spoke for itself, and our audience is just so strong to this day and so active where they make us realize that our power at the time was on like mm-hmm. we were onto something we were ahead of our time especially so um i don't think we ever realized how big we were mm-hmm. because you know we're just on the go 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 never really had the time to just sit back and take it all in yeah. until we got home and everyone's just like calling you left and right like, hey let's hang out like oh my gosh people you've never heard from or people <laughs> claiming that they're your family from like this this pack and i'm like oh my gosh we go way back that's crazy but you weren't part of the 27 people that was in my house. (laughs) But um, it was all a blessing, I would say. Yeah. I mean, obviously like it, I mean, you have a mark on history. You were a huge story in the music industry and the story of our of all of our mu- our pop music lives. I mean, I still rock Fifth Harmony all the time, and a Aww, lot of all of your you. uh, solo projects <laughs> as well. And you know, I'm like I said, a big fan. So it's like this is forever. You know, I I was a Spice Girls fan from the beginning, and and uh, you know, I always kind of was like, where are our girl groups? And then Fifth Harmony entered the entered the scene, and I was <laughs> so grateful. <laughs> Uh, entered the group chat. Yes, exactly. Um, and hasn't left my mind, but, um, but yeah. And, you know, from that time I mentioned all of kind of the accolades and I didn't even mention all of them. There was so many awards and so many things that you guys did and so many singles and albums. And you mentioned like, you know, recording two videos back to back and then, but it seemed as though you guys never really slowed down until, you guys announced the hiatus, really, there wasn't like a lot of time for you to sit back and take a break because you were always on tour yeah. or doing something, right? I feel like eventually it just caught up to us. Yeah. And so, you know, stepping into your 20s or your, you know, trans, you're transitioning from your 19s to your 20s is a really tough time to understand where you are as a woman, especially in the industry. Yeah. So I think... giving each other that space to find yourself or figure yourself or invest into your own self for your own artistry was very uh, needed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I needed it for myself as well. Um, I remember just still keeping on the go. People were like, okay, you got to keep up. You got to just stay, 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 go, 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 go. And being on the go is cool until this and this is not connected anymore your mental and your spirit yeah. is not connected anymore. That's when you know something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think taking pauses are so necessary. I took one for about three years. So coming back into the industry, um, I think it's much better now yeah. than it was before. I think there's a lot of things that people have learned and unlearned as have I. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's not much of a pressure as before than now than before. Yeah. And you, um, you know, you mentioned like one needing to kind of take that break and 
and coming to that realization. And in 2018, that's when you, the group announced the hiatus um, and the four of you that were still remaining on the, from the third album. Um, but then you came out with a solo single right after. So did, did you not feel like I need a break or did you feel pressure to say, because we're kind of coming off of this huge success as a, as the girl group, I need to now sort of define myself as a solo artist before I can, you know, take a breather. Um, I think because it was already instilled in me, that hustle of like, don't stop, keep going, keep up. Um, I felt that there was just something missing. It wasn't, oh, I need to take a break. It was more like there was something missing with my image. Um, who is Dinah? Like, I was still trying to figure myself out mm. uh, in the midst of it all. So uh, when I dropped the bottled up, I was doing the music video. And at the end of it, I was like, I need, I need someone from home. I need my culture. Yeah. I need my people with me. Because I just felt like I was becoming like any other pop girl, pop artist. Um, not that that's a bad thing. I just feel like what what separates you makes you unique and authentic to yourself. Um, I feel like I needed to just reset and just completely reflect on my image and see what I can do to better not only my image, but me as a person. Like, why are you shying away from your culture? Don't shy away from your culture. I mean, I live and breathe my culture every single living day. So I feel like I've always lived like a Hannah Montana life, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like at home, I'm with my 23 and some peoples and with my <laughs> culture every day. Then I go into work into LA and people are just shocked that I still live with my family or I'm supporting my family financially yeah. and whatnot. And it's like, well, that's our system. Like, yeah. that's how we work home we prioritize family a lot um and in the middle of like prioritizing my family not only were they my like my who i do it for my reasons it also backfired on me and it became a why are you doing this to me it, it became a hurt mm. it became my downfall emotionally um i just felt like i just wasn't enough not only was i not doing enough i felt like i wasn't doing enough in my music or catering to my fans my audience in my artistry and my projects, I wasn't enough at home. So I felt like I wasn't enough in both different worlds. There's two, yeah. two lives I was living. And um, so I just wanted to run. I wanted to disappear. Um, I'm grateful for it. Like the records I released at the time. But then once COVID was, was announced, I said, this is my chance to figure me out. Yeah. To um, find out if she wants to do this, like, do you want to do this? I was just questioning myself. Like, I don't want to do this because I'm, my spirit isn't right. My, my head's, my mental, my mental health is like broken. Mm -hmm. um, just trying to learn and unlearn things from home and from the industry was so much to take in at the time, but I'm grateful for those moments of falling and breaking and getting you know, learning to get back up on your own. Once I felt like I was ready to go, I fell back down and I, I didn't have the strength at the time. I felt like God's timing is just so perfect that at a certain time he'll be ready. There's a time that you will be ready to be stronger and confident to be do we do, doing this again. Yeah. Um, this, this industry is like sink or swim and coming back into it is so much different than it was before. Um, I've learned so much as a woman, um, a woman in my home, being the oldest of your own family, the structure of the structure and the pressure of 
you know, always prioritizing your family, them first before you going into the industry and trying to prioritize your fans or who you work with. Um, none of it said prioritize you mm-hmm. in both worlds. I wasn't prioritizing me. And so this era, I'm definitely prioritizing me and putting me in the front and loving her and being gentle with her and giving her her flowers, I think is what's really important. I mean, when you tell me all these beautiful things that I've done with the girls and within my group, mm-hmm. I, I always have to, I think I always have to hear it again sometimes, not for ego reasons. It's just more like, Oh my gosh, you've done this much. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much I've done. Yeah. Um, there, there was just always work, work, work. and um hearing how much you've done is just a pat on the back for me like girl you've done more than enough in places that you felt like you weren't enough you've done more than enough Mm -hmm. i need to value myself more in that light where i'm like you are the shit you have power you are in control of this era and you are loved and i'm just so proud of me of how far i've come so you should be i mean that's amazing and you have and and you know it's interesting that you you were talking about this because one of the things that i was thinking about um when you were saying all of that is like do you feel like you have a bit of like an imposter syndrome uh, with the girl group because and you kind of answered it by saying like you sometimes forget about like all the things that you had done and you know i know that in other interviews and other things that you've said like you know people used to just like assume that you were latinx or black or and you would kind of like go with it because it didn't feel like it was right to sort of correct somebody but now you've like embraced this polynesian culture and you're so um you know you're bringing it into your music and into the project that you're about to release. And does this feel like for the first time you're going to be authentically you um, versus what all those things that you've done and accomplished all those things. But this is like the first time you feel like it's truly Dinah Jane. Yes. Amen. Period. Okay, Chris, you picked me out. Um, (laughs) Yes. I feel like I'm definitely going to be authentically myself and embracing my culture. I'm just proud more proud of who I represent and where I come from and um, not shying away from it. I had to tuck her away just because it was something um, I want to say encouraged to tuck tuck a piece of my culture away just because it didn't fit with the image of, you know, being with the girls. I mean, there's such a huge market for the Latin market. We were doing Latin award shows um so many times every year that we're doing a latin award shows i'm like oh this is so fun like damn there's a lot of y'all um we do bet and i'm just like i'm inspired by both cultures of course um but then it was just like okay what can i do for me like who will represent me mm-hmm. me definitely i feel like there there was that pressure before but now this time around i think i'm just proud of representing my culture and just not being afraid to tuck her away, even though I come from such a small demographic or a small culture of populations of Polynesians, I feel like um, this is the best time to let them also be seen and heard. Um, we have so many stories to share. I mean, I've been told that our our people, how we communicated was through song and dance. 
Mm. And there, there was no written language. So I just know in my soul that this was meant for me. Um, if it's not me, then maybe it's the next generation of Polynesians that I open the door for or try to help along the way. Um, I just, there's a whole population of us who just want to be heard and seen. And um, what better time to do it now than later? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, do you feel, given that, that there's added pressure from all of the accolades that you had in Fifth Harmony? Is there an added pressure now that you're saying, this is authentically me, that you have to sort of reach a certain level of success? Or does the success feel less important because now it's just true to you? It's definitely that um, the success of whatever I release or what I do, there really is no pressure. I feel like because it's fresh to the eye, fresh to the ears of what I'm about to do moving forward, um, it's just new. So there is no pressure. I feel like I'm in my own lane. There's, there's, I'm in no race with anyone else but myself mm-hmm. and for my people. Um, and I love that I'm not alone. Um, I had a cousin who just won American Idol, Liam Tongi. That's Amazing. my grandpa's family. So him winning was just so heartwarming. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is our time uh, as for our people to just unite as one and support each other. Um, this is where we make the most noise. Um, I remember performing for this um, this Tongan National Anthem in New Zealand for a Rugby World Series and for the World Cup. And so when I did that, I mean, the whole audience sang with me. I was advised if, I was asked if um, I wanted to do it with track. There was like a whole instrument, instrumental track that was playing with me. And I said, no, I don't think I want it. I feel like my people will carry me. That's literally what I told them. I feel like they're going to sing with me. Um, We're all about hymns in our culture. So everyone sings. Everyone knows what song is going to be sung. So when we felt like in the game that they were losing if you look back at videos, the whole audience, I've never experienced that with ev- any game here in America. Mm-hmm. The NFL games or like baseball games, nothing. But being in that stadium in that exact moment made me so proud of my people and who I represent. Um, and there's just so much more noise we have to make yeah. um, moving forward. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So, so obviously this, your culture is a big part of your story and, you know, it, it feels as though during that COVID period, because you, uh, you've talked about, you've, you know, we're ready to go on tour. You had music re- ready, you were releasing stuff and you felt like this was your moment. And then COVID hit and everything got like put on pause and it gave you this sort of three-year break that you really needed, honestly. I mean, mm-hmm. you needed to be able to go like, hey, who am I? Let me realign before I actually do that. And so like, you know, no one I think is going to uh, disagree with me when I say that like COVID is not a blessing, but it ended up being, the break ended up being a blessing for you uh, because it yeah. forced you to stop and actually like realign and reset who you wanted to be moving forward. I could have come back at any time Instead of like listen to people like, oh no, I think you're ready. Um, I knew in my heart I wasn't ready. Um, I mean, it also comes with age. Like each year I'm getting older, obviously. So I'm like, oh my gosh, time, I'm against time. Or people's people are waiting, like, girl, you're getting older. I think age never 
affected me as well. I want to, sorry, I want to shed light on that. Um, I never really had the pressure of realizing like, oh my gosh, my time, my time is coming up, you know, being a female artist in the industry, but seeing other women win, whether they're pregnant or getting older or married. Um, I remember a long time ago when I first started with the girls, someone told us he was in the industry told us yeah once you get married and or have a boyfriend or have a kid like it's over it's just over for you then i was like huh so that's like the old mindset of how things worked back then we are in such a better time for women that that is not the stereotype that we will live by that there is no time on us um and then there is no pressure um so coming back into this era um I think body positivity, especially when I'm dropping yeah, yeah, was something I had to embrace more. I'm not the same image as I was in 2019, 2020. Um, Even though I looked healthy and I looked my smallest, I was just mentally uh, broken. Yeah. Um, Now that I'm here and I'm stable here and my spirit are aligned, Mm -hmm. my image is a little thicker. But I love her. <laughs> hey, and we all love her too. I love her because here I'm I'm all right. I'm perfect and I'm fine. I'm healing. I'm not I won't say I'm healed, but I'm healing. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a much better headspace than I was back then. Um I was so uh I was in a self-destructive place mm-hmm. where I just felt like giving up or yeah. wanting to let go or felt like I didn't have a place of belonging um home or in work um so coming back into this i'm just such a wholesome woman now and a proud tongan just a happier woman just i'm just grateful for everything i've endured good and bad i'm not the same woman i was before i will say i'm a, i'm better i've learned and unlearned um i've let go of things that was taught to me and have refreshing my mind and understand and having a better understanding and open mind to society. Um, And I'm not allowing people to dictate my, my thoughts or make me feel like you have to do certain things because of this, this, and this, like having a structure. It's just literally just me of my thoughts and how I want to carry myself moving forward. And I think it also comes with a good team. I've reconstructed my team. I've, have a new team i have new people around me that see me for me and see my vision Mm -hmm. especially me jumping into dinah jane version two um (laughs) they love that what i'm trying to do moving forward and i feel like that before people couldn't understand or grasp my vision and understand who i was trying to represent but what better time to you know have a team that believes in you, believes in your vision and wants to help you bring this to life. Um, I have, I'm in such a healthier space because of my circle, my friendships, my team, my family, we've definitely healed. It was never perfect. Even though I always painted it that way. Oh, I love my family. I love my family. Um, we were broken as fuck. And I'm oh, sorry if I can't say that. Oh, my gosh. oh you can. Um, <laughs> All day. We were so broken, but now we're in such a better place. I feel like everyone around me is healed and in a much better space because of everything we've, you know, haven't done. Yeah. And you've been really like open about um, the mental health struggles. And today you've talked a lot about, you know, the team back in the Fifth Harmony days. 
do you ever like look back at with any kind of regret on those days and all of the things that you and Fifth Harmony did? Was there things that you wish you knew what you know now then that you would take back? Or do you just find it to be part of the story of Dinah Jane? I think I find it part of the story. Um, yeah, there's sometimes where I would reflect like, Back then, I would re- regret certain decisions that were made or certain um, ways we could have carried ourselves and whatnot, but or handled the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like everything happened for a reason. And I mean, I've definitely healed from that time, mm-hmm. uh, the Fifth Harmony era. Uh, what's beautiful, though, is that we still communicate with each other yeah. here and there. Um, and just having that assurance of like still cheering each other on or sending love to each other and just letting them know, like, you're doing good. You're doing just fine. Just keep going. I feel like everyone has their own journey and their own mission in their own particular lives of who they represent or how they want to carry themselves. So mine's, my story is different from anyone else's, from any of the other girls. Um, and so I feel like we're all in our own race within ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very proud of them. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned kind of back in the day um, when you guys were put together or thrown together, as you said, that like ultimately you guys were young girls and you needed to sort of be together. It was like you guys were able to do this and go through this really hard sort of thing that you guys went through and, you know, potentially bad decisions made and you guys were forced to do things that maybe didn't feel right. And, you know, unfortunately that is part of the industry is it's like a go, go, go. And when you were like, do we have different rules because we're only 15? Like, and they're unfortunately like, there's not like a lot of people aren't thinking that way, but you know, you could like, you could have been on the flip side of that and like done it solo. And imagine like having to go through all of that by yourself at that point. And like, so there was probably so much that is, I mean, you guys will have to stay sh- together, um, mostly for me, just because I need you guys to stay together and and continue to support one another. But because that's what the harmonizers, that's what we need. But, um, okay. but, but I think like you guys went through something that no one else or very few people have gone through as a, as a group and as a unit. Um, and that's very special. So I'm glad that you've Thank healed you. from that time. But let's let's talk about the new stuff because I, you mentioned the Polynesian culture is going to be present in this project. Uh, the new single "Yeah Yeah" um, is coming out this month. What uh, what can we expect, and how does the culture sort of sort of show up in the music? I think styling, um, visually, I'm definitely incorporating it into what I do moving forward. Uh, I just did an event for Netflix where I brought my Tongan culture onto the red carpet and it was just so different for me. I mean, there was times where I have dressed, I mean, I did this event for Moana, the Moana premiere, Uh Uh, Princess Moana, let me correct myself. (laughs) Um, And when I was there, it was something that was subtle of like, okay, it was like a white dress with floral on it. And then the necklace. I think the details really matter moving forward is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So then having that and then in the current videos I've been doing, I've been instilling um, from different islands of Polynesia. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like a mutt of a couple um, things. So I'm 
mainly Tongan, mainly Tongan, uh, but my mom is Samoan Fijian as well, and my dad is Danish. Um, so caring what is within me, I think it's so important to just make everyone feel seen, not only for myself, but for who I represent. Um, my music, I'm influenced by my culture, so I'm giving little elements of like ukulele, um, having that definitely heard, or the way I song write. Um, it's unique. I won't say it's like all the way super Polynesian, it's the way I want to embrace it from my own perspective, my own angle of how I, I authentically uh, presented. Um, but yeah, visually, I'm just so excited for people to see what I'm working on and how I carry myself moving forward. Um, I think what I'm also sharing is just my my background, my, my story. Um, I think being Polynesian is such a uh, such a unique uh, background because there's structures of being Polynesian. There's there's ways of carrying yourself to be Polynesian. Always be humble. When you're the oldest daughter, there's um, there's expectations you have to live by as being the oldest. I'm the oldest of eight. So I think this time moving forward, I'm just sharing my story. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's it's new to the ears. It's new to people. Um, having a big family is really rare to people. Um, whenever I say I come from one of eight, but I'm the oldest of 18 siblings, on 18 grandkids on my mom's side, and then having 66 first cousins on my dad's side wow. is so rare to people. But I love seeing because I love seeing the face like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, like, that's massive. I love coming from a big family. Yeah. Or things that I eat, I think I want to show people, like, what type of foods we eat, what kind of music I love to hear. Um, whenever I'm on the road and I don't feel and, I, and I'm missing home or places don't feel like home, I always like play Polynesian artists that make me that make me adjust to my setting, my location and make me love where I'm at. Or just simply playing music that reminds you of home. Um, I'm just sharing everything that's Polynesian and uh, not holding back of what I've always been and what I've been living so I'm definitely marrying my worlds together of living the Hollywood lifestyle and then being that Polynesian girl back at home, having chores to do, and my mom beating my ass sometimes. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> hey. It's real. It's just real over here. <laughs> I love it. Well, in Dinah Jane, she's not just, you know, it's not just music. It's a lifestyle. And I love that. It's, mm-hmm. it's food. It's it's uh, fashion. It's all the things. And you're you're serving it all. And I love it. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so what do you feel? Cause I know um, I've heard the EP and, you know, I, I can speak, but I want to hear from you. Um, you know, I think that, you know, people, especially who are familiar with either your previous stuff that you've come out with, or obviously the group, um, you know, what's the biggest difference in that stuff versus what you're about to put out? It's the sound. I'll definitely say it's the sound of how I'm approaching my music production-wise. I'm very much involved. I've always been involved with when the producers are helping me create this, the unique sound that I want. Um, but what's different is the storytelling. I will say I was on. It's not that I wasn't honest then. I was honest with "Fix It" was one of my records. It was mm-hmm. literally about my home, mm-hmm. how I was this girl from a successful girl group and helping a coming home to like a family that didn't welcome her or made her feel like, Oh, you're doing too much or she's acting different now. 
um, I was honest then about that record that I didn't feel welcome and I wanted to fix the situation. Um, Pass Me By was a mysterious, like, love story, I want to say. She was trying to figure this man out. 1501. Oh, no, that's not the one. Uh, that's a different one. Pass Me By and I heard it all before. Yeah. I feel like they had very strong uh, R&B undertones. Um, but I don't think any of them had the Polynesian elements involved into it production-wise. Yeah. Um, my stories were there, but I just feel like that's what was missing and that's what I'm merging into this era still being honest and telling my stories and allowing people in. Cause I'm not, I'm not the type to air on my dirty laundry and tell everybody like my business, like, Oh my gosh, I'm going through it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> if you catch me in my music, I'm really storytelling. You find gems and pieces of me, like telling you what really went on at a certain time in my life, yeah. whether it's relationships or my family or friends. Um, I'm just being honest moving forward. But yeah, I think that's the only thing that I would say is different. And just visually too, mm-hmm. just embracing who I am more. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know you've talked about like, obviously your faith um, and, and being Mormon uh, is there's a lot of rules and, you know, a lot of times that doesn't align with some of the like outfits and the things that you used to wear in fifth harmony. Yes. And so I think sometimes there's a, a conception of, is she going to be totally different than the Dinah Jane we knew then? Um, but it, it's not. And, and that's my sort of take and hearing. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the other songs is like, it still feels like Dinah Jane, but I think as you're talking about it now is like, now it's really authentic. You're telling real stories. It's like truly you, but it's still, Mm -hmm. it's not going to alienate the harmonizers. It's not going to alienate anyone and say, Oh, she's totally doing something like differently. It's just um, combining sort of who you truly are with what you've done in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah, coming from a Mormon background, I mean, yeah, there was always that pressure of being perfect or, um, you know, I was always asked to perform, uh, obviously church songs at certain events where there was like firesides or sacrament meeting. Um, I felt like I was wearing so many different masks. Like I said, like that also played a big, that played a big role along with home um, Hollywood, like going to work or my uh, religion. Um, I felt like I always had a mask on of trying to figure out, like I'm trying to fit in for everyone, trying to fit myself in with whatever space I walked into. So coming from that background, I've learned to not put that pressure so much on me and learned that my testimony is my testimony. There really is no pressure without, with knowing that your relationship really is between you and God. Um, I do love, I still have respects for my religion, but understanding that I am, as long as I'm myself and I have that relationship with Heavenly Father, then that's more than enough for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think people should ever dictate someone of making them feel less than just because of who they are publicly or the the image that they have. I am who I am. And if people don't like it, then that's on them. But as long as I'm okay with God and aligned with him, then that's perfect to me. And I know that's perfect for him. Yeah. I used to also run away from God because I felt like I wasn't within that image of being a church girl. Church girls like the loose bad girls, like the snotty let it go girl. 
oh, thank you, Beyonce. Um, <laughs> I think you're just also being young. Like you're just being young, figuring yourself out and understanding that um, your walk of life is different than anyone else's. And like I said, there really is no pressure. As long as you and God are in a good place, that's all that matters. And to not run away from him. Um, I would run away from God and not want to talk to God or pray to him or go to church sometimes just because I knew what my lifestyle was outside of church wasn't aligned with that. Um, it played, it took, played a, a big, it took a, to- it took a big toll on my mental and my spirituality until I've got with the right friends and was advised by the right people that no matter what you are loved by him, regardless of who you are in this life. It feels like you're at such peace now and with who you are and everything that you're working on. So obviously, um, as we keep mentioning, Yeah, Yeah is the first single, comes out this month. Um, and then you're are you going to hit the road and tour with this project? And if so, what can fans expect to see? You know, I've been gone for three years. Uh, there's so many exciting things <laughs> that I want to say right now that I can't. <laughs> I just want to keep it exciting for yeah. my fans and anyone listening or watching. Um, I just want to keep it exciting for them. But your girl is moving. She is on on the run. <laughs> and um, I mean, I forgot how much I did before. The hustle is so much more this time. And I'm giving, like I said, I'm giving myself my flowers of like how much to do, yeah. how much work goes into being an artist or releasing music or um just being, yeah, just being an artist coming back into it. The industry is not easy. So the hustle's different. Um, I'm just excited for all these new projects I have aligned. And my team is so good at keeping me busy now because before I was like, keep me busy, keep me busy. But I feel like everything happens at its own time and God's timing is never wrong. So be careful what you ask for because he gonna land that schedule on you and you will not have a break I mean, I already had a break for these three years. I had good sleep. And now it's time to get your butt up and get to work and finish what you started. Yeah. And just don't overdo it. Right? You don't want to. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you for that reminder. But yeah. I, oh, and I might be traveling soon to um, Australia for a special project there. And just don't expect Yaya to be the last thing you hear by the end of this year. Absolutely not. Um, well, it's very exciting, and yeah, yeah, is a is a sexy hot jam, and it's the song <laughs> of the summer. So I can't wait for people to get their hands on it, get their ears on it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, where can people find you? Where can they keep up with all of the exciting things that you are about to embark on? You can find me on every social media platform under Dinah Jane. Mm-hmm. D-I-N-A-A-H. Oh, did I do two A's? D-I-N-A-H-J-A-N-E. How am I not spelling my own name right? Um, <laughs> you can find me on every social media platform. And my music is everywhere you'll find it. Um, and my merch is coming out. So stay tuned for that website. It's on its way. Amazing. <laughs> Awesome. Well, um, we will certainly be following along and, um, you know, I, I can't wait for even more to come from you. I know that it's just getting started again. And, you know, I hope that you often will take breaks and remind yourself of all of those accolades that I listed at the top of this, because you guys, you have done so much and 
I think that, you know, like I said, it's just getting started for you to go to round two. And I hope that this time, you know, you take some breaths, you take some breaks and that you continue to feel good because you seem very at peace right now. And that's awesome to see. So very, very uh, excited for you and all the things to come. Thank you, Chris. Oh, I love you. I would give you a big hug right now. <laughs> yeah, so, You're amazing. Uh, once you I'm come in through Nashville, you'll you'll have to come come and say hello. Or, yeah, um, for sure. I would love to. Add, add the date to the calendar. Um, <laughs> but, but thank you so much for doing this. And like I said, it was such an honor. I'm such a fan. And, you. Um, you know, talking about pop culture just wouldn't be the same without the story that you have played in in our pop culture lives and so i really appreciate everything uh that you've you given so to us and everything that you're about to so thanks dinah jane for joining thank you for bringing all of that out of me you did this so well Ah, <laughs> oh, chris i give you your flowers too <laughs> <laughs> thank you i need them um and then for all of you out there don't forget to get uh dinah's new single yeah yeah it'll be dropping august 22nd um so that's right around the corner um, everywhere that you uh, can find music, it's amazing. And like I said, hot summer jam that you'll be you know, listening to for years to come. Um, and thank you all for listening. Don't forget, you can rate and subscribe so that you never miss, miss an episode of The Gist. And you can follow me at CM Vetrano. I'm on Instagram, threads, Twitter, TikTok, all the things. Um, but until next week, thanks so much for listening. Bye. Amen. Period. Bye, Chris. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>